morning, everyone. My name is JJ Galloway, and I am the lead pastor here at Hot Springs First United Methodist Church, and I welcome you to worship this morning. We're worshiping now at 9.30 and tune in at 10.45 for our contemporary service as well. We hope if you are joining us for the first time that you will be blessed by our worship service and all of you, wherever you are, that God will touch you and you will experience the grace of God on this beautiful Sabbath morning. We have a few little announcements. Well, they're not little. They are big to us, of course, as they always are. Ash Wednesday is coming up. Coming up on the 17th of February, we will have our Ash Wednesday live stream service at 6 o'clock. You can tune in right here for that. And we will be making bags available for you to pick up at the church that will include bags of ashes so that during the service, you can impose the ashes upon your forehead as we do every year at this beautiful and holy, solemn service at the church. So you can pick up those bags on February the 10th, that's coming up, uh, from 9 to 10 a.m. and from 3 o'clock to 5 o'clock p.m. Once again, that's on February the 10th. You can pick them up uh, in front of our church at the Breezeway. Also, we have a, a new Bible study that is starting. Uh, it will be on the disciple Simon Peter, be led by Reverend Teresa Holt and Melinda Shrunk. And so you can see on your screens the, um, the information about that. And if you would like to sign up and call the church office, go to our website and sign up for this wonderful study on Simon Peter. And finally... We also have Lenten kits for the kids, some wonderful activities for them. Uh, there's a whole bag full of things that they can participate fully during the Lenten season, and you can participate as a family. And you may pick up those kits on the 10th as well from 9 to 10 and from 3 o'clock to 5 o'clock p.m. If you can't make that date, call the church office. We'll arrange for you to pick them up uh, later. But we are excited to begin the Lenten season soon, and we start out, of course, with Ash Wednesday of service of, of remembrance, of, of forgiveness. This morning, I will let you know now, we will be receiving Holy Communion. And so if you are at home or wherever you're at, uh, be sure to gather your, uh, your elements, bread or crackers of any kind, juice or water, whatever you have. And at the end of the service, you are all welcome to receive uh, the, the bread and the juice together with us during this service of Holy Communion. Now, will you join me as we pray to God to welcome God into our service this morning? Holy One, welcome. Welcome God, Father, and Holy Spirit the three in one. We open our hearts to listen to you, your still, small voice, God. You whisper to us each day. But on this day, open our ears wide to hear you, to follow your Son, and to be guided by the Holy Spirit. 
we are at home with you, God, and we thank you. In the name of Jesus, we ask all these things. Amen. Good morning, friends. I invite you to join me in singing our opening hymn this morning, Blessed Assurance. Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. Heir of salvation, purchase of God. Word of his spirit, washed in his blood. This is my story, this is my song. Praising my Savior all the day long. This is my story, this is my song. Praising my Savior all the day long. Perfect submission, perfect delight. Visions of rapture now burst on my sight. Angels descending bring from above Echoes of mercy, whispers of love This is my story, this is my song Praising my Savior all the day long This is my story, this is my song Praising my Savior all the day long. Perfect submission, all is at rest. I and my Savior am happy and blessed. Watching and waiting, looking above. Filled with his goodness, lost in his love. This is my story, this is my song, praising my Savior all the day long. This is my story, this is my song, praising my Savior all the day long. Thank you so much. Him. I just told him that was my favorite hymn. One of my favorite parts of that hymn is echoes of mercy, whispers of love. May we all hear those this morning. And this is our story and this is our song of praising our Savior all the day long. This morning, we invite you to affirm our, your faith, affirm our faith together. And we have invited Tana Clark to lead us in the Apostles' Creed this morning. Thank you, Tana. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he rose from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, 
a communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Amen. We come to our pastoral prayer, but this is actually a corporate prayer. We are lifting prayers all across the world today. I hope that you will join us in this time of being present with God. But before prayer, I lift to you the following individuals that I hope you will keep in your prayers this week. Our sympathies to Laura Young, Peggy Sweezy, and Jesse Elliott in the passing of their brother, Bill Elliott. To Karen, Carol, and Carrie Anthony and their family in the passing of Verlin. To Susan Dugan and Mary Kate in the passing of Mike and their family. And to Mike McCormick and his family in the passing of his brother, Bill McCormick. Let us take this time to center our thoughts and to be receptive to the presence of God in our midst. God, we thank you for worship. In this time of uncertainty, when we come to worship, there is a certainty about your love. The reassurance of hymns, the prayers that express our needs, our fears, our desires, the word that is brought, that grounds us. These are the things that give us hope. So often we run about, we hurry, we continually do things, think things, rarely stopping, because when we do, All those fears, all those worries, they tend to crowd our thoughts. And we just rather not go there. But today, God, we do. For we know that you want to walk alongside us. We may see certainty in things right now, but it's the what-ifs, the what happens when, the what if I don't, the what if I do, the what if they do. But we fail to realize, God, that you tell us over and over that you've got 
that you go ahead of us, that you are not limited in time and space, that you see all, and that you are working for good all around us, both now and in the future and in the past. And it all works for good. Even though we can't see it in the midst of the bad, we know that both here and through eternity, you have prepared a place that you will never leave us, that you will have that assurance for us. So today we ask that we claim it, for we need it. We no longer need to worry, to stress, to fret. For your love and your grace stretches beyond our limited boundaries into your limitless eternity. Thank you. Amen. The scripture reading today is being led by Kristen Schultz. Thank you, Kristen. Psalm 23, 6. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord my whole life long. Now read John chapter 14, verses 1 through 6. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my, in my father's house, there are, there are many dwelling places. If, if it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself, so that, so that where, where I am, there you may, may be also. And, and you know the way to the place where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, Lord we, do we do not know where you are going. How can, how can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you know me, you will know my Father also. For now, from now on, you do know him and have seen him. Psalm 23, 6. Have the children's message for those that are young at heart. And our children, please gather around as Melinda, Melinda leads us in our children's message. Good morning, Good morning kids. kids. Turn to the grown-up in, in the room with you and tell them what, what brings you joy. joy. Do, it, Do really it really quick. quick. <gasps> Are you, Are you using, using lots of words or, or maybe one word? word? We, we use words to, to share our feelings with, with people, people around us, us. And we can use our words to share with God. And sometimes those words are so joyful. And sometimes those words are very sad or confused. But lots of times they're very happy and praising. Well, there's a book in the Bible called Psalms. And there are actually 140 some psalms written by a collection of people. And they're all writing their feelings. They're, They're writing, writing joyful, joyful feelings with lots, with lots of words. words. And, and so today's, today's psalm is Psalm 23. 23. It's, 
it's a very, it's a very popular, popular psalm. psalm. Many grown-ups grown know, know it very well. But, but this, this psalmist is experiencing, experiencing joy. joy. Let, let, let me, me read it to you. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord my whole life long. That definitely sounds like, like words, words of joy and happiness and, and comfort. Because, because mercy and goodness and, and being with God. Oh, the psalmist was able to write their feelings down and share it. From, a, from a thousands of years ago, from the Old Testament to today, we still enjoy and receive joy from the words the psalmist share with us. Many of those you heard in the announcements, but I want to highlight another ministry, our Stephen ministry, because of a dedicated group of individuals who have been trained to listen and to care over a full year period, they are now there ready to listen to you. If you have a particular situation that is stressing you, if you are grieving, if you're experiencing loss of any kind, we have Stephen ministers who would love to talk with you. This can be done in safe ways, on the phone, through Zoom, and through areas in which you are spaced appropriately apart. If you would like a Stephen minister to walk alongside you during this troubled time, just check with me at the church office, and I will make sure that we get you in contact with someone who can be there with you. Let us pray. God, we thank you for all the ministries that continue here at this church and in our community. We thank you for the generosity of those listening who are committed to making sure that others know of your love and grace in their lives. Amen.
Thank you so much, Lynn, for that beautiful offertory. And as always, our prayer is for God to be our vision. I think that when I say this line, you will recognize it. There's no place like home. Yes, that sounds very familiar. And for most of you, if you were like me, you grew up watching the movie The Wizard of Oz every year when it came on TV. It's a magical movie. And the main character, Dorothy Gale, was a young girl who dreamed of a place over the rainbow, somewhere beyond where she was now. As circumstances would have it, she set off to find somewhere beyond home. And you know the story well. She came back home. She realized she didn't want to leave. And in the midst of a tornado on that Kansas farm, she, her, her head hit a piece of debris and she was knocked out. And then the next thing we know, she is in this beautiful land. And she is then trying to find her way back home. In the, at the end of the movie, which I don't think I'm spoiling it because I don't know anyone who hasn't seen it, at the end of the movie, after a long journey, Dorothy realizes that she had the power to get back home all along. And so she closed her eyes and she tapped her ruby red slippers and she said, there is no place like home. And she went home. She had something inside her that could take her home, return her home. And my friends, for us, I believe that something is joy. The joy of God. The joy that comes from knowing Jesus living inside us, making its home within us. And that becomes our home. And we realize that home is never as far as it seems. In our, in our gospel reading this morning in John, Jesus is preparing the disciples for his death. When he will leave this world, his physical body, and because they don't understand this, and they can't understand it yet because the Holy Spirit has not come into their, their lives, into their hearts, Jesus uses the analogy of home. He is going to prepare a place for them, a home. But Jesus says, I will be with you. I'm always with you. And they don't understand this. How can he go and still be with us? Was he talking about a home? And so our good friend Thomas, yes, doubting Thomas, says to Jesus, show me the way. 
Because Jesus had told him, you know the way. He says, show me the way. He did not know the way. Or as he thought he didn't know the way. And then Jesus gives us one of the most beautiful I am sayings. The definition of who he is. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am the way. If you know me, you know the way. Because I am here with you. I am showing you the way. Jesus reflects the character of God we learned last week. He reflects who God is because he is God. And he shows them the way. And he tells them that he will not leave them alone. Now in our movie, Dorothy sets out on this journey to find the Wizard of Oz to help her get home, and she's alone except for, of course, her little cute dog, Toto. But along the way, she finds companions for that journey. And they all have great needs, just as she does. Jesus is telling us, as he tells the disciples, that we're not alone. We have companions. Most importantly, we have him. And the way is showing us the way home. Because we're already there. Home is in our, inside ourselves. Jesus, as we said, is God with us. That dwelling place that Jesus tells the disciples that he is preparing for them is a dwelling place. He is the dwelling place. And we are dwelling with him. This intimate relationship with him. And that is the truth. He says, I am the way, the truth. He doesn't tell us anything but the truth because he cannot. He is truth and provides the way for us. You know what? Just like Dorothy, we try to take the long way around. (laughs) Try to take the long way home. And then Jesus, in his infinite wisdom, doesn't push anything on us and says, okay, try it. And so we go out in search of our own Emerald City. We search for a greater purpose, we think, in life. We search for a better place than home. We search for power, maybe, or prestige, or recognition. We search for more stuff, more material things. And now, it's not bad to want to adequately take care of your family. It's not bad to have a good job and just just strive for doing as well as you possibly can to prepare for your family for a good life. That's what we should do. But it's when we have this quest to be better than everybody else, this selfishness. It reminds me of the parable that Jesus told 
also to his disciples about the prodigal son. There was a man who had two sons, and they worked for him, and the man owned so much. And the oldest son was the dedicated one, toiled in the field all the time. And the younger son, he didn't want to do any of that. He just wanted to go out and enjoy life. And so one day he came to his father, and he says, Father, give me my share of the inheritance so I can go out and I can be far from here. I can search for my place over the rainbow, you might say. And the father, in his infinite wisdom, said, Okay, my son. And he gave him his share of the inheritance, and the son left, and he, he lost it all. He gambled. He lived a hard life. And finally, there was nothing left, and he was starving. And the only thing he could think about was home. And finally he said, I will go back to my father on my knees and beg him to give me a job, the lowliest job of feeding the swine, just so I can have something to eat and I won't starve to death. And maybe my father will do that. And we know the story, a lot of us do, that the Young son came home, and the father saw him from a distance and ran to meet him and took him in his arms and rejoiced and said, My son, my son, you are home. And the son said, Why are you accepting me like this? And the father said, Why would I not? The father represented God, the prodigal son was us. And it was the grace of God that we witnessed. And the joy, unspeakable and unexpected for that young boy. I like to look at the internet just like most of you do. And, and there's one picture that has made its way around the internet for a while now. And every time I see it, I have to pause. Because for me, it is joy. It's joy unspeakable. It's a picture of this woman, and she has just died. And the picture shows that she has run into the arms of Jesus. I can see her just jumping in Jesus' arms when she sees him, and she is holding on for dear life, and she is laughing, and Jesus is holding her tight, and his head is thrown back, and he is smiling, and he is laughing, and it is joy. And every time I see it, I say, joy unspeakable and full of of gladness, as the old hymn says, because that is what it's going to be like. But that is the joy that is inside of us, and it will be made known someday when we do see Jesus face to face. But that is the joy we can experience even now. That is the home that Jesus is making within us now. Not starting after we die. We love to read this scripture from John because it gives us great comfort when a loved one passes on, and it should that there is a place prepared in heaven, but it doesn't mean that eternal life starts after we die and when we go to heaven. My friends, eternal life starts when we are born. 
with God's grace provenient going before us until we recognize who Jesus is and accept him and then eternal life going on from then. Jesus makes his home with us now. And right now we are working, we are on that journey and it continues after we die. Our mortal bodies must put on immortality, yes, Our mortal bodies have to die, but who we are, the essence of who we are, that our soul lives, continues to live, continues to live with God forever. But upon this earth, we make our home with Jesus, and we do what Jesus commands us to do, and we live how Jesus commands us to live and examples us to live, and we make sure that others know how to live as well. At the ending of The Wizard of Oz, which is one of my favorite parts, Dorothy wakes up. And she is there in her bedroom at home, surrounded by everyone she loves. And she's telling them what happened to her. And they said, oh, no, Dorothy, you have been here the whole time. And she can't believe it. But then it dawns on her that everything she wanted is right there. And she says, I'll never leave home again. And then the words of the end comes up and the cue the music and the credits roll. And that's the end of that movie. When we read a wonderful book and we get to the last line, the period signifies the end of the story. But it is not the end of our story. When we live, when we live out the joy that comes from being at home, residing with Jesus, our story does not have a period. It is continued. And that joy is through the hard times. It is what keeps us going. It's what keeps us going in the middle of a pandemic, when we're lonely, when we're isolated, when we want this to end, when we want to see people, when we want to see our families. We want to travel. We want to give up wearing masks. (laughs) The joy is still there. The joy is still there when people we love are suffering. Because Jesus is home with us. The joy is still there when people we love die. Because nothing can separate us. From Jesus. We reside with Jesus. The joy is with us when we lose our jobs or when we don't know when the next meal is coming from because Jesus is still residing with us in our home and in our inside us. And we take heart and we take hope. And the promise is for us that unexpected joy that all will be well and that we can say 
with all blessed assurance that there is no place like home. Thanks be to God. Amen. And as we prepare our hearts for Holy Communion, I invite you to sing with me a verse from Tis So Sweet to Trust in Jesus. Yes, tis sweet to trust in Jesus, just from sin and self to cease. Just from Jesus simply taking life and rest and joy and peace. Jesus, Jesus, how I trust him, how I've proved him more and more. Jesus, Jesus, precious Jesus, oh, for grace. Trust him more. It is our privilege to come together now as a community of faith, wherever you are, united in the love of Christ and experiencing now the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. As United Methodists, we believe that the table of the Lord is open for all. You don't have to be a member of this church. You just have to have a heart that wants to experience Christ. And we believe in the taking of the juice and the eating of the bread that we can experience the saving grace of God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So I invite you now to prepare your elements. As we enter into this holy time, let us pause for a moment to confess our sins before God and one another. Merciful God, we confess that we have not loved you with our whole heart. We have failed to be an obedient church. We have not done your will. We have broken your law. We have rebelled against your love. We have not loved our neighbors, and we have not heard the cry of the needy. Forgive us, we pray, and free us for joyful obedience through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Hear the good news that Christ died for us while we were yet sinners. That proves God's love toward us. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. In the name name of of Jesus Jesus Christ, Christ, you are forgiven. Glory Glory to to God. God. Amen. Join us with the great thanksgiving. The Lord be with you. And also also with with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give our thanks and praise. It is right and a good and a joyful thing, always and everywhere, to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth. And so with your people on earth and all the company of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy, holy, holy holy Lord. God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed are you, and blessed is your Son, Jesus Christ, 
By the baptism of his suffering, death, and resurrection, you gave birth to your church, delivered us from slavery to sin and death, and made with us a new covenant by water and the Spirit. On the night in which he gave himself up for us, he took the bread, gave thanks to you, broke the bread, and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And when the supper was over, he took the cup, gave thanks to you, gave it to his disciples and said, Drink from this, all of you. This is the blood of the new covenant poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And so, and so, in remembrance of your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and a living sacrifice in union with Christ's offering for us as we proclaim the mystery of God. Christ, Christ has died. died. Christ, Christ is, is risen. risen. Christ, Christ will come again. again. Pour out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here and on these gifts of bread and juice. Make them be for us the body and the blood of Christ that we may be for the world the body of Christ redeemed by his blood. By your Spirit, make us one with Christ, one with each other, and one in ministry to all the world until Christ comes in final victory and we feast at his heavenly banquet. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit in your holy church, all honor and glory is yours, almighty God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. And now, my friends, will you join me in the prayer that Jesus taught us so long ago? Our Father, Our Father who, who art, art in, in heaven, heaven hallowed, hallowed be thy name. Thy, thy kingdom come, thy will, will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us, us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. This is the body of Christ given for you. If you are at home, please take your bread at this time. This is the blood of Christ shed for you. You may take your bread and your juice and drink at this time. Be refreshed. You are home. Jesus is here, working inside you, loving you, changing you, preparing the way for you. Believe and give thanks. Amen. My friends, this is a good day. If you would like, 
to accept Christ as your Savior, invite him to make his home in your heart today. It's a good day to do that. If you would like to join the fellowship of this church, it's a good day for that as well. Just call us at the church. We are here for you. And after we have our final hymn, Jim Tarkington will offer our benediction for us today so then we may go in peace to serve God and serve our neighbor. Friends, I invite you to join me in singing our final hymn, "'Tis So Sweet to Trust in Jesus." so sweet to trust in Jesus and to take him at his word just to rest upon his promise and to know thus saith the Lord Jesus, Jesus how I trust him how I've proved him more and more Jesus, Jesus, precious Jesus, oh, for grace to trust him more. I'm so glad I learned to trust thee, precious Jesus, Savior, friend, and I know that thou art with me, with me, with me to the end. Jesus, Jesus, how I trust him, how I proved him more and more. Jesus, Jesus, precious Jesus, oh, for grace to trust him more. As we close this service, I offer this benediction. Be people of joy. Let joy live in your heart and share the joy of Christ with all you meet. Share joy by seeing the good in each other. Share joy by remembering good times and hoping for good times to come. Share joy by praying for our world. In preparation for our upcoming Lenten season, we need to see, feel, and share joy. Go out into the wonder of God's creation and share joy, peace, and hope with all those you meet. Amen.